Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid-fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day. That one word, why. We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of But Daddy Why. My name is Pat Jacobs. And I'm Eric Benyon. Sit back and enjoy the show. On this week's episode, we're going all Halloween on you. That's right. We're going to answer the question of why do we call it Halloween or why do we celebrate Halloween? And we're going to ask the question of why do we call them jack-o'-lanterns? Seems like a pretty good show to me. The Halloween special. Do we have any kind of sound effects? How's that? Tocada and Fugue in here somewhere. There you go. A little bit of a yes, master in the background. So we're going to start off here with uh, why is it called Halloween, correct? Correct. So you know me. First thing I like to do is uh, is is hit Wikipedia and, and just kind of find out some, some definite facts right off the bat, where it came from, etymologies, history, all that type of stuff. So, so to give, give everybody a little bit of a background, Halloween is known as All Halloween or All Hallows' Eve or All Saints' Eve, and it's observed in a number of countries, you know, on, and always on October 31st, um, because it's the eve of the Western Christian feast of All Hallows' Day, um, which is a celebration of saints. And, it's, and, it's, and the spelling, just you know, so we get in there and understand the spelling. The spelling is All Hallows Evening. Right. And eventually we just threw <clears throat> apostrophes in there. And then like lazy Americans that we are, we just kind of went, eh, screw it, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, what I found about that was Halloween means hallowed evening. And it's a Scottish term. And in Scottish, Eve is even, um, which we took, you know, to evening. And they shortened the even to Ian. So over time, all hollows even evolved into Halloween. Right. You know, because we're Americans and we're lazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we found that out a couple times in uh, in this podcast. So I don't think we're done finding that out. Not <laughs> by a long time. <laughs> Not at all. We will uncover the laziness of American language. Uh, it might be also important to note just that October 31st is the end of the Celtic calendar. Their festival for this is called uh, Samhain, and that they've been doing it for like 2,000 years. Right, right. And this was, and, and that's interesting to note because what's happening for the, the Celts at this time is that this is the end of their year. So they've hit the point when there's no more um, summer and there's no more 
harvest and we're going into winter and there's a, there was this natural time of death that happened in general because you know p- people are old it's cold and there you go it's it's that's a little bit scary to people and so they they had this idea that on this date the separation between the worlds of the dead and the living was kind of muddied up and the ghosts were coming back and you could i guess go to the world of the dead or whatnot during that time and so that's you know where their where their festival came from cool but, i mean they've been for two thousand years mm-hmm. right um yeah i actually found some information that uh you know they think it traces back as far as like the 16th century where where they would carve turnips or mangle wurzels mangle wurzels mangle wurzels okay so so a mangle wurzel is is a mangled or a beet, and it's usually used to feed cattle. And um, interesting fact, it's one of my absolute new favorite words, mangle wor- wurzel. Two words. I were, if, if you would have told me that, I, <clears throat> I would not have thought we were talking about oh. any sort of gourd. And number yep. two, I probably would have covered sensitive areas thinking out. I think if, if I, when... I'm extremely famous and I need uh, an alias at hotels, you know, like, you know, Mr. Mojo Ryzen and all that type of stuff. Right. Um, I'm going to use uh, Mr. Mengel Wurzel. There you go. So, uh, so anyway, it, back in the 16th century, there was, you know, uh, uh, talk or proof of um, them carving turnips or Mengel Wurzels and hollowing them out to act as lanterns and, and trick people. And obviously the, the, the trick or treat, you know, the word trick referred to the threat to someone to perform mischief on the homeowners if their property um, or their property if the treat is not given. So, and that's exactly what, you know, we were kind of always raised up, you know, to, to believe in everything I think is, is exactly that. So at least they've stuck to that. Hey, give us, give us the candy or you're getting a flaming bag of poo on your doorstep. That's absolutely. I mean, it's easy. Give us the candy. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody has to deal with any sort of poo. <laughs> and no one will get hurt. <laughs> I, you know, I also found that uh, they said that there were possible roots in like medieval times where they had a practice that they called mumming. Um, and mumming involved masked persons in fancy clothes who paraded the streets and entered houses to dance or play dice in silence. How do you play dice in silence? Not sure. Not sure if that was just kind of like a, a weird, funny thing or, or I don't know. I, I thought that maybe I read it wrong or something, but that was hey, it. Come on over. We're going to play cards against <laughs> humanity in silence. In silence. So, so that, yeah, that was, uh, that was mumming. Mumming. I guess maybe not saying anything is mum. Mum's the word. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 But they, you know, they did dress up in fancy dresses and and costumes as ish, I guess. So. Well, there you go. Well, you know, this this can go back, I think, even farther. So, so, well, not, I mean, not the trick or treating, obviously, but the Halloween, like, like we, we mentioned there was the Druids, um, and, their their whole festival. I mean, that, this was a creepy festival. Not, I mean, creepy by our standards. Creepy. By their standards, this was just what they did. 
Hmm. Uh, they would build huge bonfires. And then they'd, they'd burn crops and animals and whatever other sacrifices they felt were necessary uh, to, to their Celtic deities. Um, and they were wearing costumes as well. They, they were wearing uh, like animal heads and skins um, and did things like trying to tell each other's fortunes. So uh, they did this all night. When it was over, they put their their fires, their their hearth fires, and uh, and they they lit them from this sacred bonfire that they'd been having. So kind of like the the blessing of the gods. They they'd done the right things, and they took a fire and then brought the 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 holy fire back into their house. Let's see. By about 43 A.D., that's the point when the uh, Roman Empire uh, had conquered most of most of the Celtic territory. And there were two, there were two Roman festivals combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Heralia. Uh, it's in late October, and the Romans uh, again commemorating the passing of the dead. And I think this has more to do with the fact that traditionally people would look at the end of the harvest and the beginning of the winter months as this time when the crops were dying. It was easy to kind of associate death with the and like this death of the world that was going on as a so, good time to honor their dead and everything. Right. I mean, and we still do it today. We talk about the, the spring of our life, the autumn of our life, you know, it's, 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 it's just carry It's a great way to tell the story. The second was a day they used to honor Pomona and she's the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And her symbol was the apple. And it may be why one of the traditional ways of celebrating Samhain was this tradition of bobbing for apples and has carried on even till today. Mm-hmm. So then we move, we move a little further into history. I'm going to kind of catch up to where you're at. Not quite yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to get, there, but so we're going to hit into about 680, 680 around there. Uh, they decided to celebrate uh, a festival in Rome called for all the Christian martyrs and have this big feast and they call it all martyrs day. Pope Gregory after him kind of sell, kind of expands it, moves it from just moves it, extends it from just the martyrs to all saints and the observance. So the original observance was in May of the, what we, what we would call May and it got moved to November 1st which fitted nicely with this All Hallows' Eve that was going on. So you had All Hallows' Eve and then All Saints' Day, one right after another. Make, you know, fits really nicely. Spooky, scary. Goodness. Right. The only other thing that I saw, the, you know, the traditional Halloween custom, you know, seems to have been recorded in Scotland, um, like in 1895, where... um, you know, masqueraders in disguise carrying lanterns made out of scooped out turnips. So again, like, I, I like, how big are these turnips? Maybe I'm underestimating turnips that that they can actually scoop them out and use them as lanterns and and all that. But I'm gonna have to check out some turnips or something. Or how small were their candles? Or very true. Maybe they were just you know waxy wicks that lasted a long time. I don't know. Oh, no idea. 
But anyway, they would visit homes to be rewarded with cakes, fruit, and money. The the practice of of costuming for Halloween in North America was first recorded in 1911, where a newspaper in Ontario reported children going guising, as they called it, around the neighborhood. So uh, blame Canada. After that, I guess it took about like 20 years for it to really take off here in America um, because the first mass-produced Halloween costumes appeared in stores about 1930. And that's when trick-or-treating, they actually started calling it trick-or-treating, um, became really popular in the, in the United States. So there well, we go. What it comes down to is we've got to find a way to make some good money off it. See, America, we're not we're not into your your holidays for for whatever reasons you saw it. We don't, we don't care if people died. However, we However, can make a lot of money off of this thing you call Hallow's Eve. If I just talk about this year, like I finally got sick and tired of hearing what my kid wanted to be for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I took him to Walmart and just said, "Pick one." <laughs> That's so it. Buy it. <laughs> there you go. Parents have been yeah. doing that since 1930, so you're not the first one, man. You know, and here's an interesting factoid. Like as I was reading up on stuff on this, because you know, like I was saying, in America, we got to find a way to make money off stuff. One quarter of all the candy sold in America sold for Halloween. Wow. That's. That's a lot of candy. Yeah, considering it's every single day, millions of pounds of candy are probably bought, and then right. wow. Well, and you, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how big. I mean, I don't know how much other candy gets sold out of outside of like Christmas and Easter. I mean, because I know those are some 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 big. Well, right. and Valentine's Day. I mean, because I know those are some big heavy hitting candy candy holidays. Yeah, but Halloween makes you think candy. Period. Like you know. Well, that's- it's 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 yeah. Jimmy Candy. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know we can, we get as, as as parents and we go, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it. We're gonna send our kids out to get candy. And we're gonna and check it for for razor blades and needles and and eat all the good stuff and keep all the smarties yeah. and yeah, the razor blades and needles that never existed. But we <laughs> our parents gave us that excuse. Yeah. And now we know the reason that they did it was. Look yeah, at this. They got, they got all these Smarties. I'm taking these Smarties. <laughs> oh, look, a Necro wafer? We'll leave that yeah. to the kids. I remember having to wait for my parents to go through that. Schemers. Unbelievable. Well, I, you know, that that was funny because I remember the first time that I let my kids go out trick-or-treating. We did the thing and they came back. And I'm looking and I, 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 I felt obligated to look through the candy. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, I don't... like. I missed whatever class it was on what you're supposed to look for in the candy. <laughs> I, I never had that class. So, so somebody knows or or it just never was real. And then I figured, ah, screw it. I'm just going to get the good stuff. Yep. And then you're like, man, I'm really not sure if I should be. Ooh, look, Reese's peanut butter cup. Nope. Got to be a razor blade in there. <laughs> put that yeah. over in the razor blade pile. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you better thank me, kids. We're terrible people. Yes, we are. All right. So the the recap on that of of why Halloween, why is it called Halloween, is um, Americans are lazy. Americans are lazy. Why is it called Halloween? Americans are lazy. We didn't want to say 
Hallows Even. Mm-hmm. They're all Hallows Even. Mm-hmm. And I started throwing apostrophes in there. Got bored with the apostrophes and said, ah, this is, this is a pain to read. Why can't so, it just be one word? Why can't we just make it one word? Let's take all the apostrophes, squish it together. Oh, look, it's Halloween. Done. Great. And led into the ever-popular Halloweenies to roast over them over the fire. So, yep, yep. And the origins, you know, why do we celebrate it? It really wasn't for candy. I mean, it's why we celebrate it now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was really a, a celebration of 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 the end of the year, end of the harvest, um, kind of a, a way to brace ourselves for the coming winter and the. Uh, and the fears that came along with the dying of the crops and, and uh, how we were going to survive the, the cold, brutal months of winter. Has your kids stumped you with a why daddy question? Go ahead and ask us on Twitter. We are at ButDaddyWhy. Now, let's get back to the show. Go ahead. You want to you wanna take right. this from the beginning or... Well I'll, well, I'll introduce the question. Let's get the question out. Okay. Why do we call them jack-o'-lanterns? That's why, a why really good question. Open? Right. So, uh, so first, Wikipedia defines it as a carved pumpkin or turnip. But as we're going to soon find out, it could also be a mangle wurzel. Um, and, I think uh, we should throw that in there. Like it can be a carved pumpkin, turnip, turnip. or mangle wurzel. Yes, yes, exactly. No reason, um, reason to hate the mangle wurzel. No, not at all, dude. I don't know how I've lived this long without loving mangle wurzels. Well, you know the reality is, my kids are not going to like the way that sounds. So I'm just going to tell them, hey, look, I got to check your candy mm-hmm. in your trick or treat bag in case yep. there's a mangle wurzel. Yeah, trust me. You guys, you don't even know what a mangle wurzel is. Oh, what are they even teaching you kids in school these days? This is why you have dads. <laughs> dads to the rescue. Heck yeah. <clears throat> We're never going to get to this answer. <laughs> We're going to hit that word mangle wurzel every single time, and we're just going to screw it. Let's talk about mangle wurzels some more. Right. Um, so, so the term jack-o'-lantern is, uh, is in origin, a term for the visual phenomenon referred to as ignis fatus, um, which means foolish fire, um, which is also known as the will-o'-the-wisp in English folklore. And the earliest use that I found for it was back in 1660, but you're always good at finding, uh, you know, the old, um, I, you know, that's that's farther back than I got, actually. Right on. Right on. So so this is where good old Mangle Wurzels comes in. So it, it was believed that the custom of making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween began in, began in Ireland in the 19th century. Turnips, or Mangle Wurzels, um, hard out. Just in case everyone didn't understand that right there. When, and I know this sounds silly. But the 19th century is the 1800s. Yes. So, uh, yeah, in the 1800s, um, turnips or mangle wurzels were hollowed out to act as lanterns and often carved with grotesque faces. Some of the uses that they, that they used them for back then um, were to ward off evil spirits, 
Um, they were used to frighten people. So they'd put them along like a, a path so that when somebody was, you know, coming down on their horse or carriage or whatever, they, uh, they would be scared from it. They were meant to represent, you know, spirits or supernatural beings. They would be set on like windowsills to keep harm- harmful spirits out of somebody's house. And um, they originally represented Christian souls in purgatory. So that was the importance of the Mangle Wurzel and the beginning of the Jack-O-Lantern. Oh, the Mangle Wurzels. Mangle Wurzels. <clears throat> so anything, uh, anything you want to add before I tell my scary story of... Uh, you know, we're, we're, the scary, this is one of my favorite stories, too. Yeah? Go for it. You, you already knew it, right? I did. The legend okay. of Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. This is one of my favorite stories now, man. I read this was like, this is great. A good good Irish story starts in a bar. I mean, come on. Always. It, All like, yes. stories really starts in a bar. Yep. It's not <laughs> it's not trying to be stereotypical. It's just exactly how they are. Like not not the <laughs> Irish people, just the Irish folklore. That's how they started. So Look, I was down in the bar. What could go wrong? I'll, I'll do it without my awful Irish accent. Irish brug. <laughs> that was even worse. But, all right, so so we start with this guy named Stingy Jack. And according to the story, or according to the legend, Stingy Jack invites the devil to have a drink with him. And he isn't called Stingy for no good reason. The guy doesn't like to pay for anything. Right, so Stingy Jack threw his name when the bill comes when the bill comes due, uh, he he refuses to pay for it. So much so that he tricks the devil into turning himself into a coin. You know how that goes down. Like, well, I bet you've been you're you're pretty powerful and all, but you've been drinking a little bit too much, so uh, you couldn't turn yourself into a coin, could you? And, and then we'll pay for these drinks, and then you can just turn yourself back into the devil, and then we can get out of here and head to the next oh, one. Yeah. But no, he doesn't do that. So he tricks the devil into turning himself into a coin um, so that they could pay for their drinks. And once the devil did that, Stingy Jack says, ah, screw it, I'm just going to skip on the bill, take the coin, puts it into his pocket next to a silver cross, preventing the devil from turning himself back into the devil. And he's stuck inside Stingy Jack's pocket for all time and eternity. Dun, or done. Until Stingy Jack takes off his pants and the coin falls out and the devil changes himself back. So once he gets back into his human form, he tells the devil, like, hey, look, you know, great, you can have my soul and whatnot, but you know, I need a year. So can you come back in a year? We just sort of, you know, we were drinking late last night. You know, I, there's some stuff I got to do, but yeah, you're totally right. I was a, I was a jerk and, 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 and whatnot. So... Come back in a year, and and then you can have my soul. Mm-hmm. And sh- and uh, he comes back. He tells he tells he tells uh, the devil, hey, like, all right, you can claim my soul, but there was something I always wondered. I, I bet you couldn't climb up to the top of this tree. There's no way you could get up to the top of the tree. I mean, you know, we're we're on our way to hell, and I get my soul, but I mean, this is a tall tree. You, there's no way you can get to the top of this tree. And the, and the devil, I mean, this devil's an idiot. Right, he's not going to be outdone. Period. Like, don't tell me this tree. I'm going to take your soul. You don't think I can climb this tree? I'm going to climb this tree. Mm-hmm. You bet you. 
So double climbs a tree. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you know, here we go. I'm going to put a cross on the tree. You can't get back down. So now the devil's stuck up in the tree. You can't get back down. Takes a while. Eventually, the devil finds someone cuts down the tree. I don't know what happens. The bark falls off. The devil gets back down the tree. He's really upset with the uh, with Jack now. But he's like, look, give me 10 more years. And finally, like, all right, 10 years, I'm going to come get your soul. This, we'll be done with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get your soul at that point. Well, during that time, Stingy Jack dies. And Stingy Jack goes up to heaven, and the, and God's like, you are Our Stingy Jack. And you've been to the bar one too many times. Apparently, your best friend's the devil. You're not really going to get in here. So off you go. And so Stingy Jack, well, you know, the devil's been good to me. I'll go hang out there. And at that point, I was like, nope, nope, I don't want your soul. Off you go, but here's a carved out mangle wurzel so you can uh, light your way. And by mangle wurzel, I mean pumpkin. Absolutely. And so he went on his way, and people, and he was forced to walk, walk the world uh, without being able to die. So here's this guy that would walk around, with, uh, never be able to die, really creepy, and he had this lantern made out of a, a mangle wurzel or a pumpkin or you know whatever maybe a turnip Probably and they and they came to know know him as instead of stingy jack he became jack of the lantern oh it'd be jack with a lantern there i see there it is there i was coming out of his the other night and there he was jack with a lantern waiting for me so that's it, man. It's all got to do with the devil and good old stingy Jack. Yeah. And, you know, being American like we are, Jack or the Lantern was just apparently too long for us to say. Mm-hmm. So we just got Jack-o'-lanterns. With a bunch of dashes and commas and because apparently at that time we were really smart and said, we know how to use commas and, and dashes. Shouldn't there be a semicolon in here somewhere? So right. there we go. That's the uh, that is why, but Daddy, why is it called Jack O' Lantern? Named after Stingy Jack after he tricked the devil. Yeah, yeah, and, and much better than carved out mangle wurzel lantern. Yeah. So yes, if you take anything away from this entire podcast, we hope that mangle wurzels are part of your vocabulary shortly. And that your kids are brought up knowing that mangle wurzels are a big part of Halloween. All right. So bottom line, just in case that got all, I think that one got a little messy. We got, we threw a mangle wurzel in there and <laughs> <laughs> we got all mangle wurzled up. <laughs> mangle wurzel has gone from a noun to a verb. <laughs> in the process of this 30 minutes, we have taken mangle wurzel from a noun into a verb. And here you go. No, the bottom line is for the jack-o'-lantern is the jack-o'-lantern is named after Stingy Jack uh, because he became named Jack O'-the-lantern when the devil refused to take him into hell. So, jack-o'-lantern. So, if you've done been out there like, like myself and you've carved a uh, jack-o'-lantern, now you know why. All right, that's it for this week's episode of But Daddy Why. 
got a question you'd like an answer, feel free to hit us up. You can hit us up on email at y at diarydad.com or drop those questions off to Twitter. We are at ButDaddyY over there. We'll look forward to getting them and answering them right here, maybe even next week on ButDaddyY.